Book Four, Chapters Two and Three of History of Animals by Aristotle, translated by Darcy Wentworth Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two. With regard to the Malacostrica or crustaceans, one species is that of the crawfish and a second resembling the first is that of the lobster the lobster differing from the crawfish in having claws and in a few other respects as well another species is that of the carid and another is that of the crab and there are many kinds both of carid and of crab of carids there are the so-called cuffi or hunchbacks, the crangons, or squilla, and the little kind, or shrimps, and the little kind do not develop into a larger kind. Of the crab, the varieties are indefinite and incalculable. The largest of all crabs is one nicknamed Maya. A second variety is the pagurus, and the crab of Heracleates and a third variety is the freshwater crab. The other varieties are smaller in size and destitute of special designations. In the neighborhood of Foynike there are found on the beach certain crabs that are nicknamed the horsemen, from their running with such speed that it is difficult to overtake them. These crabs, when opened, are usually found empty and this emptiness may be put down to insufficiency of nutriment. There is another variety, small, like the crab, but resembling in shape the lobster. All these animals, as has been stated, have their hard and shelly part outside, where the skin is in other animals, and the fleshy part inside, and the belly is more or less provided with lamellae, or little flaps, and the female here deposits her spawn. The crawfishes have five feet on either side, including the claws at the end, and in like manner the crabs have ten feet in all, including the claws. Of the carids, the hunchbacked, or prawns, have five feet on either side, which are sharp-pointed, those towards the head, and five others on either side in the region of the belly, with their extremities flat. They are devoid of flaps on the underside such as the crawfish has, but on the back they resemble the crawfish. It is very different with the crangon, or squilla. It has four front legs on either side, then three thin ones close behind on either side and the rest of the body is for the most part devoid of feet. Of all these animals the feet bend out obliquely, as is the case with insects, and the claws, where claws are found, turn inwards. The crawfish has a tail and five fins on it, and the round-backed carid has a tail and four fins. The squilla also has fins at the tail on either side. In the case of both the humpbacked carid and the squilla, the middle part of the tail is spinous, only that in the squilla the part is flattened, and in the carid it is sharp-pointed. 
of all animals of this genus the crab is the only one devoid of a rump and while the body of the carid and the crawfish is elongated that of the crab is rotund in the crawfish the male differs from the female in the female the first foot is bifurcate in the male it is undivided the belly fins in the female are large and overlapping on the neck while in the male they are smaller and do not overlap and further on the last feet of the male there are spur-like projections large and sharp which projections in the female are small and smooth both male and female have two antennae in front of the eyes large and rough and other antennae underneath small and smooth the eyes of all these creatures are hard and beady and can move either to the inner or to the outer side the eyes of most crabs have a similar facility of movement or rather in the crab this facility is developed in a higher degree the lobster is all over grey-coloured with a mottling of black its under or hinder feet up to the big feet or claws are eight in number then come the big feet far larger and flatter at the tips than the same organs in the crawfish and these big feet or claws are exceptional in their structure for the right claw has the extreme flat surface long and thin while the left claw has the corresponding surface thick and round each of the two claws divided at the end like a pair of jaws has both below and above a set of teeth only that in the right claw they are all small and saw-shaped while in the left claw those at the apex are saw-shaped and those within are molar-shaped these latter being in the under part of the cleft claw four teeth close together and in the upper part three teeth not close together both right and left claws have the upper part mobile and bring it to bear against the lower one and both are curved like bandy legs being thereby naturally adapted for apprehension and constriction above the two large claws come to others covered with hair a little underneath the mouth and underneath these the gill-like formations in the region of the mouth hairy and numerous these organs the animal keeps in perpetual motion and the two hairy feet it bends and draws in towards its mouth the feet near the mouth are furnished also with delicate outgrowing appendages like the crawfish the lobster has two teeth or mandibles and above these teeth are its antennae long but shorter and finer by far than those of the crawfish and then four other antennae similar in shape but shorter and finer than the others over these antennae come the eyes small and short not large like the eyes of the crawfish over the eyes is a peaky rough projection like a forehead larger than the same part in the crawfish in fact the frontal part is more pointed and the thorax is much broader in the lobster than in the crawfish and the body in general is smoother and more full of flesh of the eight feet four are bifurcate at the extremities and four are undivided the region of the so-called neck is outwardly divided into five divisions and sixthly comes the flattened portion at the end 
and this portion has five flaps or tail fins, and the inner or under parts into which the female drops her spawn are four in number and hairy, and on each of the aforesaid parts is a spine turned outwards short and straight. The body in general and the region of the thorax in particular are smooth, not rough as in the crawfish, but on the large claws the outer portion has larger spines. There is no apparent difference between the male and female, for they both have one claw, whichever it may be, larger than the other, and neither male nor female is ever found with both claws of the same size. All crustaceans take in water close by the mouth. The crab discharges it, closing up, as it does so, a small portion of the same, and the crawfish discharges it by way of the gills. And, by the way, the gill-shaped organs in the crawfish are very numerous. The following properties are common to all crustaceans. They have in all cases two teeth or mandibles, for the front teeth in the crawfish are two in number, and in all cases there is in the mouth a small fleshy structure serving for a tongue, and the stomach is close to the mouth only that the crawfish has a little esophagus in front of the stomach, and there is a straight gut attached to it. This gut, in the crawfish and its congeners, and in the carids, extends in a straight line to the tail, and terminates where the animal discharges the residuum, and where the female deposits her spawn. In the crab it terminates where the flap is situated, and in the center of the flap, and, by the way, in all these animals the spawn is deposited outside. Further, the female has the place for the spawn running along the gut, and again all these animals have, more or less, an organ termed the mitis, or poppy juice. We must now proceed to review their several differentiae. The crawfish, then, as has been said, has two teeth, large and hollow in which is contained a juice resembling the mitis, and in between the teeth is a fleshy substance shaped like a tongue. After the mouth comes a short esophagus, and then a membranous stomach attached to the esophagus, and at the orifice of the stomach are three teeth, two facing one another and a third standing by itself underneath. Coming off, at a bend from the stomach is a gut, simple and of equal thickness throughout the entire length of the body until it reaches the anal vent. These are all common properties of the crawfish, the carid and the crab, for the crab, be it remembered, has two teeth. Again, the crawfish has a duct attached all the way from the chest to the anal vent, and this duct is connected with the ovary in the female and with the seminal ducts in the male. This passage is attached to the concave surface of the flesh in such a way that the flesh is in betwixt the duct and the gut, for the gut is related to the convexity and this duct to the concavity, pretty much as is observed in quadrupeds, and the duct is identical in both the sexes, that is to say, the duct in both is thin and white, and charged with a sallow-coloured moisture and is attached to the chest. The following are the properties of the egg and of the convolutes in the carid. 
The male, by the way, differs from the female in regard to its flesh. In having, in connection with the chest, two separate and distinct white substances, resembling in color and conformation the tentacles of the cuttlefish, and they are convoluted like the poppy or quasi-liver of the trumpet shell. These organs have their starting point in cotyledons or papillae, which are situated under the hindmost feet, and hereabouts the flesh is red and blood-colored, but is slippery to the touch and insofar unlike flesh. Off from the convolute organ at the chest branches off another coil about as thick as ordinary twine, and underneath there are two granular seminal bodies in juxtaposition with the gut. These are the organs of the male. The female has red-colored eggs, which are adjacent to the stomach and to each side of the gut all along to the fleshy parts, being enveloped in a thin membrane. Such are the parts internal and external of the carid. Chapter 3 The inner organs of sanguineous animals happen to have specific designations, for these animals have in all cases the inner viscera, but this is not the case with the bloodless animals, but what they have in common with red-blooded animals is the stomach, the esophagus, and the gut. With regard to the crab, it has already been stated that it has claws and feet, and their position has been set forth. Furthermore, for the most part they have the right claw bigger and stronger than the left. It has also been stated that in general the eyes of the crab look sideways. Further, the trunk of the crab's body is single and undivided, including its head, and any other part it may possess. Some crabs have eyes placed sideways on the upper part, immediately under the back, and standing a long way apart, and some have their eyes in the center and close together like the crabs of Heracleates and the so-called grannies. The mouth lies underneath the eyes and inside it there are two teeth, as is the case with the crawfish, only that in the crab the teeth are not rounded but long, and over the teeth are two lids, and in betwixt them are structures such as the crawfish has besides its teeth. The crab takes in water near by the mouth, using the lids as a check to the inflow, and discharges the water by two passages above the mouth closing by means of the lids the way by which it entered, and the two passageways are just underneath the eyes. When it has taken in water it closes its mouth by means of both lids, and ejects the water in the way above described. Next, after the teeth, comes the esophagus, a very short, so short in fact that the stomach seems to come straightway after the mouth. Next, after the esophagus, comes the stomach, two-horned, to the center of which is attached a simple and delicate gut, and the gut terminates outwards at the operculum, as has been previously stated. The crab has the parts in between the lids in the neighborhood of the teeth similar to the same parts in the crawfish. Inside the trunk is a sallow juice and some few little bodies, long and white, and others spotted red. The male differs from the female in size and breadth, and in respect of the ventral flap, 
for this is larger in the female than in the male, and stands out further from the trunk, and is more hairy, as is the case also with the female in the crawfish. So much then for the organs of the malacostrica or crustacea. End of chapter 3